Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. We're going to go to the Word of the Lord, and we're going to turn to the book of Proverbs, chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. And verse 5. Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. And I want to preach on the subject, his ways are perfect. Amen. His ways are perfect. Before you're seated, let's praise him one more time. Thank you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. You may be seated. His ways are perfect. Now, our ways are not perfect. That's why we need His ways. That's why we need Him. Amen. And we don't always understand what God's doing in our lives and in the lives around us. He doesn't always give us all the details. He, he gives us just enough. Amen. But the, a lot of the reason why he does that, he wants us to confide in him. He wants us to trust in him. Amen. And that's where faith comes in, that he knows best. That's why he's always right and he's always good. And we should trust him because his ways are perfect. Amen. And there's no uh, event or story in the Bible that kind of shows this. Uh, like when we find at uh, uh, in the the kind of the backside of the Midian desert, we find a man who is a shepherd, and he's just about eighty years old. He's been a shepherd for many years, has a family. Amen. And uh, he's been quite uh, content just to be the shepherd of the, of the flock and working with his father-in-law and all the herds and different things. Uh, amen. And one day this man who we know is Moses, he's going about his business and he looks up on the mountain, the side of the mountain near where he has his flocks and he sees a burning bush. And spontaneous combustion is not something that was uncommon in those days, especially in desert areas where uh, sometimes when it gets really hot, a bush can catch fire. But this was a different kind of fire. It wasn't smoking and it wasn't going out. It was just kind of radiating. It was glowing. It got his curiosity up. And he went up with his shepherd's staff to the side of that mountain where that bush was burning. And a voice spoke to him out of the bush and told him to take off his shoes, he was on holy ground. And God spoke to this man, amen, Moses, out of that bush, amen, and told him that he was going to be the deliverer of Israel. He said, my people have been in bondage for 400 years, and it's time for them to come out, and you're the one I'm choosing to come out and to bring them out. Amen. And so when Moses 
uh, started talking to God about this, I believe Moses started kind of flashing back uh, to memories uh, because he has a lot of memories of Egypt. Now, it had been 40 years since he was in Egypt, so those memories that were starting to just come up as God was reminding him, the people need to come out of Egypt, and you need to go and deliver them, and I will be with you. And so Moses maybe flashed back to when he was just a young boy being raised in the courts of Pharaoh. For Pharaoh's daughter, we know, at three months old, adopted him. And so he became a man, kind of like the, grand, the step-grandson of Pharaoh himself, the king of, of Egypt. And he was raised with all the best that Egypt had to offer. Amen. And, but when he became 40 years old, uh, you see, God had put it in his heart, uh, amen, that, that these people that were being enslaved by the Egyptians, uh, they had some kind of a connection with him. And God put it in his heart and, and it revealed to him that these were his people, that he was not Egyptian by blood. He was a Hebrew. He was a Jew by blood. And he went to help uh, some of the people, amen, and got in a little skirmish and so forth. And he ended up killing an Egyptian soldier, amen, that was uh, beating up uh, and mistreating one of the Hebrew slaves. Uh, and he killed him and buried him in the sand. Uh, and he thought no one saw it, but everybody saw it because someone saw it and told everybody. And it got back to the Pharaoh who was his step-grandfather. But you know what? Amen. The Pharaoh knew all, and he knew the situation with Moses. And he's, when he heard that he had killed an Egyptian, amen, Pharaoh himself sought to have him caught and executed. And so when he saw that he was in big trouble, he left Egypt, and he ran as fast as he could, as far away as he could, and then he ended up in the Midian Desert where we are today Amen. Talking about he's up at the bush right now. So Moses hastily left Egypt on very bad terms. Amen. And to make matters worse, God was telling him to go back and to tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Well, that Pharaoh that was in power now that Moses was 80 years old was not the great, not the step-grandfather. He had died. Amen. And now the Pharaoh that was in power was most likely somebody that Moses grew up with, possibly even his stepbrother. Amen. So you can imagine that he wasn't real thrilled about the notion of going back to face these people. He argued with God at the burning bush over this call. He tried to talk God out of sending him to be the deliverer because he, of his perceived inadequacies and his shortcomings. He said, who am I that I could go and talk to the Pharaoh? And God said, look, certainly I'll be with you. Don't worry about who you are. It's who I am that makes a difference. Yes, Amen. Yes. Praise God. And so we got to understand... Amen. His ways are perfect. Yes. I will certainly be with you. And then the next thing he brought up, he said, they will not believe me. They will not believe me. The people of Israel will not believe me. Neither will Pharaoh. And he said, amen. Okay, well, I'll show you how they're going to believe you. You got that shepherd's staff that you climbed up here with? Throw it down. And it became a serpent. And he said, pick it up. And it became a rod again. Then he said, take your hand and put it inside your cloak. And then pull it out. And it became leprous, like he was a leper. 
his whole hand was white as snow. Amen. He said, put it back in and take it out again. And it was good again. He said, you're going to show God, you're going to show Pharaoh these things. And that's how they're going to believe you. And then he went, he said, I'm not an eloquent speaker. I'm slow of speech. I'm slow of tongue. Amen. He said, I will be with your mouth and I will teach you what to say. Amen. You see, every, every excuse we have, God has something to come back at. Amen. You know what? Because God isn't going to send us to some place and call us to do something and ask us to do something that he won't be there and give us the tools and the backup that we need to do it. Amen. Then he said, please send someone else. That's what he said. That's the last one he said. Please send someone else. And, and God got mad at him. And he said, okay. He goes, Aaron, your brother's coming up right now. He's coming up to see He, he wants to see you. And so you're going to meet him when you come down off this mountain. He is going to be the spokesman. You don't want to be the spokesman? Okay, fine. You're just going to be the backup. I'm going to tell you this, what's going on, and you're going to tell Aaron. Amen? And that's how it's going to be. All right? And he goes, oh, okay. All right. Well, as long as Aaron's coming, I'm good. And so he agreed. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. So you see... We have to stop focusing on our inadequacies and start focusing on God's grace and God's power to help us through anything. Amen. We don't understand his ways. He just said, hey, go and do it. Amen. We don't understand. Amen. But we know, praise God, that his ways are perfect. That's why we have to trust him. Amen. They that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. His strength is made perfect in my weakness. It's not, he didn't ask you if you were feeling 100% today. He didn't ask you if you're feeling like you could lift a thousand pounds. He didn't ask you if you had the brain of Einstein. He didn't ask you if you had all this money or whatever. He asked you, hey, you want to go? You want to do it? I need someone to say yes. Amen. And then I'll back you up. I'll, I'll give you what you need. Someone to trust me. I know what I'm doing, Jesus, God said. So that's why we can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us. He's the one strengthened us. So Moses did not feel worthy of this calling. But you see, folks, there's a big difference between being feeling worthy and being faithful to God. Amen. You see, none of us are worthy. I read in the Bible that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's why Jesus had to come. Amen. Nobody was going to heaven until the blood of Jesus was shed. Nobody qualified until they came through the cross. Amen. But if you're faithful and you'll trust God, worthiness that can come in, forget about this worthy thing. Amen. Sure, we got to do the right thing. I'm not talking about that. But this feeling of like Moses had, well, I can't speak well. I can't do this. They won't believe me. Who am I? Amen. God says, don't worry about that stuff. I'll take care of it. Apostle Paul said, 1 Timothy 1.12, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who hath enabled me, for he counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. He didn't say, hey, God counted me worthy. No, we're not worthy. It's not our righteousness. It's his righteousness. It's his blood. It's his spirit. It's his word. It's his name. Amen. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, 9, For I am the least of the apostles, not worthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. 
but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Amen. Amen. So, you know, he wasn't one of the original 12. And then Judas failed and he committed suicide. He was out. And then there was 11. Then they, they replaced Judas with another guy. Amen. Named Matthias over in, in the Acts chapter 1, which you don't really hear much about him. And then Apostle Paul, he is an apostle as well. Amen. But he didn't consider himself worthy, but he did consider himself faithful enough to answer the call. And it was by the grace of God, if we keep it in perspective, yes, I can't do it, but he can. Amen. Yeah. And it's his grace that's doing it. It's his grace. His ways are perfect. His plan is perfect. So I'm sure when Moses and Aaron arrived in Egypt, they were excited and encouraged for what God was going to do. Now, you see, when you read the story, God didn't tell Moses everything. He told him that he told him about some of the things. He said that I'm going to tell you right now, Moses, Pharaoh is not going to believe you right out the gate. Amen. In fact, I am going to have to do some wonders among him and then he's going to let you go. But he was very vague and general on things. He told him a few specifics in the beginning, and then it was just open-ended. Moses didn't know how many plagues and when it was going to happen. He just had to trust God. And so when Moses and Aaron got in there, they marched right into the palace of Pharaoh and told him with authority, let my people go. And I don't know what kind of conversation went on right there, but the Pharaoh said, in Exodus 5, 2, who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. You're dismissed. And then so they had to leave out the thing, and they were kind of, uh, you know, well, God, God told us this was going to happen, whatever. And then Pharaoh made, he, he, he caused, because what Moses did was when he got there, he was talking to some of the Israel, the, the, the slaves, and he was getting them encouraged. Hey, I'm coming. God told me you, you guys are going to get out of there. You know, I think maybe some of them were starting to pack their suitcase. They were getting all excited. Amen. And uh, Pharaoh told them to get out. And the people stopped working for a while because they were hopeful they were going to leave. And Pharaoh said, hey, what are you guys all standing there not working? You need to work. And he made it doubly hard for them. He, he, he caused a lot of grief for the nation of Israel because of Moses and what Aaron said. And so the Israelites said, hey, called Moses off to the side. Hey, what'd you come here for? We had, yeah, it's been bad, but at least, you know, they, they gave us the, the straw and they gave us all the ingredients and, and we just had to make the bricks. Now we got to go look for the stuff and they're not going to give us because of what you guys did and we wish you guys wouldn't have come. So then Moses is like, oh my goodness, his ways are perfect. His ways are perfect. Amen. So Moses and Aaron went back to Pharaoh and this time, Pharaoh said, show me a miracle that I should believe you, that God sent you. And this was a time to throw the snake down, to throw the rod down. He threw it down, amen, and it became a snake. And then Pharaoh snaps his fingers, and his sorcerers and magicians come, and they throw their sticks down, and they became snakes. Of course, Pharaoh didn't, and then Pharaoh was just saying, look, we can do the same thing. Of course, Moses' snake, his stick, snake ate those other snakes. And then it became a stick again, and then there was no other two sticks coming back. But that escaped Pharaoh. He just said, my guys can do that too. So he just said, we can duplicate what you're doing. And he said, get out of here. Amen. And so he was unimpressed, dismissed him again. And I'm sure that Moses, 
And, you know, he knew, okay, well, God told us this is going to happen, but, you know, he was wondering, when's it going to, when's it going to happen? How many miracles? What's it going to take here? Amen. And, and Pharaoh kept taking it out on the people of God, and they kept murmuring to Moses. And then God told Moses, turn the water of the Nile River to blood. Amen. And Pharaoh's magicians and sorcerers did the same thing with their enchantments. And Pharaoh just said, see ya, forget it. And after the blood... Amen. That was the last thing that God spoke to Moses about specifically. He spoke about the rods. He spoke about the river to blood. And then it was kind of wide open. Amen. But there's a lot of plagues coming. Amen. And I, I just, Moses was probably going, what's going on, God? Amen. Uh, you said to let the people go. And, and then he tried to talk to him and help him. Amen. And then he said, Amen. Then God told him, go call up frogs. Amen. Upon the land. And frogs came by the millions. Frogs in the house. Frogs in the fridge. Frogs in the stove. Frogs in the bathtub, of course. Amen. Frogs everywhere. Frogs in the bed. Amen. And Pharaoh's magicians and sorcerers did the same with their enchantments. And so Pharaoh's going, hey, we can do the same thing. What's, what's the big deal? But see, the thing is, Pharaoh's guys couldn't call the frogs off. It's like, hey, the frogs are still here. We called them up too, but we can't get them away. And so Pharaoh said, hey, why don't you uh, call these frogs off? Uh, Because my guys couldn't call them off. He can call them up. Amen. And then we'll see what's going on. And we'll we'll talk about it. And so God, uh, Moses said, God, take the frogs away. God took the frogs away. Amen. And then Pharaoh said, no, just kidding. I had my fingers crossed behind my back. And he hardened his heart against them. Amen. The next plague was the lice upon the land. Lice by the millions. Just a few lice on some kid's head is bad enough at school when they come home with a note. Amen. But, amen, millions of lice everywhere. You couldn't get away from them. This time, Pharaoh's magicians and sorcerers could not duplicate the miracle. Exodus 8, 19, then the magician said to Pharaoh, this is the finger of God. And Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he hearkened not unto them as the Lord had said. You see, folks, the devil has only a certain amount of delegated power given to him by God, but he's not God, and he can only do so much. Amen. So we need to put our full trust in God because God's got the miracles. God's got the signs. God's got the wonders. God's got the healings. God's got the power. He's the Almighty. That's why we need to trust God and His Word and His power. For greater is He that's in us than He that's in the world. I pity the person that's trusting Satan for anything. Amen. Because he's a liar and the father of lies. Amen. And he doesn't treat the people that worship him any good at all. But my God loves us. My God loves us. My God loves us. Thank you, Jesus. So don't lean to your own understanding. God has got this thing all under control. We walk by faith and not by sight and not by feelings. Because his ways are perfect. Once Pharaoh saw, however, that his magicians and sorcerers could not duplicate any of the miracles from now on, amen, and that also at some point in the, in the miracles, God separated the land of Goshen was where all the Israelite slaves lived, and then the Egyptians lived in the other part of Egypt, amen. And so there was a point where the plagues were not in the land of Goshen, they were only in Egypt, 
Amen. So not only could Pharaoh's magicians couldn't duplicate him anymore, the people of Israel didn't suffer at all from the plagues. No, not, not their animals, not them at all. Amen. So he finally agreed after the plagues were starting to get too rough. He would say, please, just go tell God to stop that plague and I'll let you go. But you can't go too far. I'll let you go, but you can't go too far. You stay in the land of Egypt and you worship your God. He said, no, God said, I got to go back to the mountain where the burning bush was. That's where I got to go. We got to go over there. Amen. You see, people, amen. God, amen, wants us to know that he, amen, wants us to go all the way with him. Praise God. Amen. Don't stop short. Praise God. Amen. The enemy will say, well, you can be kind of religious. You can be kind of, you can kind of have a little prayer life and, and have a little this and a little religion and all that stuff as long as it doesn't bother anything out and upset the apple cart. Amen. But don't go too far. Amen. We need to go all the way with Jesus. We need to pray in the Holy Ghost. We need to get a hold of the Word of God. We need to turn the world upside down. Amen. Like they did in the book of Acts. This thing can't be done in a corner. We need to shine bright for Jesus. Amen. So they said, no, we have to go all the way. So he said, no, you can't go. Then some more plagues happen or whatever. And he said, okay, okay, okay. Tell them to stop the plagues and I'll let you guys go. But only the men can go. The wives and the kids can't go. And I'm telling you what, folks, I'm not going to heaven without my wife and my kids. I'm not going to heaven without my family. I know I can't save anybody, but I can pray and I can live a life in front of somebody and I can encourage them and help them. You better believe I'm not going to take that, that agreement. Amen. It's everybody. I want my family to be saved. We're all going or we're not nobody going. And then and they said, okay, well, then you can't go. And so you can just imagine Moses, what was he thinking during all this? And, you know, we're getting into close to, close to 10 plagues by now. And he's not, he, he doesn't know if there's any end in sight. Amen. And then finally some more plagues. And then Pharaoh said, please, put these plagues away. You guys can go. I'll let you take your kids. I'll let you take your wives. Amen. But you can't take your flocks. You can't take your herds. Amen. In other words, you can't have your sacrifices. Amen. You can't offer praise and worship and sacrifice unto God. You can't do, you can't live for God. You can take your families, amen, but you just go over there and not live for God. Amen. Oh, no. We're going to take our flocks and our herds. We're going to take our sacrifices and our praise. We're going to take our worship. We're going to take our, 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 everything we need to do, we're going to take. He said, nope, you can't go. Amen. Praise God. But what Moses may not have realized, and like we may not realize sometimes, when we don't know, God maybe showed us a little bit, but we don't know the whole story yet. We don't know what's going on. Amen. And sometimes we get a little frustrated and, and you know, a little disconcerted you know, about this situation or whatever. Amen. But what Moses might not have realized was this whole experience, amen, was that God was trying to accomplish several things at once. Amen. He was not only delivering his people from bondage after 400 years, but he was also judging and punishing the nation that had enslaved them and mistreated them for those 400 years. 
Amen. God purposely hardened Pharaoh's heart because he wanted to punish him and Egypt for the way they mistreated the people of God all that time. Genesis. Let me, you, you, you don't believe me? Amen. Let me tell you. Praise God. I'll show you. Way back when Abraham, and Abraham was the start, right? Abraham had Isaac, and Isaac had Jacob, and Jacob had the 12 sons, and one of the 12 sons was Joseph, who went to Egypt, amen, and brought the whole family, and then the Pharaoh died, and then the Pharaoh that came up took advantage, and then they were in bondage for 400 years. So hundreds of years before Moses came to Pharaoh to say, let my people go, God told Abraham in Genesis 15, 13, and he said unto Abram, know of a surety, that this, thy seed shall be a stranger in the land that is not theirs and shall serve them and they shall afflict them 400 years and also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge and afterward they shall come out with great substance. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Amen. 400 plus years before Moses came, God already said, I'm going to punish that nation. So they, it's not going to be, a, then they're going to come out. Amen. So he was not only delivering the people and punishing the nation, but he was also grooming and preparing Moses, amen, to transition from being the deliverer to being the leader, amen, and the overseer and the pastor, amen, in the wilderness when the people were there for 40 years. Oh, hallelujah. There would be other enemies that Moses would face when he got to the wilderness. And so this was a good, good schooling for him. This was a good teaching to him to try to fight against this enemy, try to fight against uh, this Pharaoh. Amen. Because when they got in the wilderness, they fought the Amalekites. They fought the Moabites. They fought the Ammonites. They fought everybody. You thought they didn't fight anybody until the Jordan River and the, and the Promised Land? Oh, no. They fought a bunch of people in the wilderness, and God was getting Moses ready. Amen. And what we all need to understand is God is working his plan in our lives the way he wants to, how he wants to, when he wants to, and the way he wants to. Amen. And we don't always see the whole picture. We don't always know the whys and the hows and the where, what fors. Amen. But my Bible said in Isaiah 55, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Amen. His ways are perfect. Isaiah 14, 24, the Lord of hosts has sworn, as I have planned, so it shall be. And I, as I have purposed, so it shall stand. Amen. And we're just down here going, we don't know the plan, God. Won't you give us all the A's, B's, and C's? Give us all the... No, because we probably wouldn't go. Moses might not have went if he would have saw that whole plan. He already didn't want to go to begin with. Amen. God knows what we need to see. God knows because sometimes we grow along the path. Sometimes we grow along the temptation, along the trials and tribulations. And when we're fighting, when we're on this plan this journey when we're, we're doing this call that God called us to do we grow as we go and maybe we can handle more as we get down the road Amen. Isaiah 55 10 for as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven 
and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Amen. Now, those two verses are connected with those other verses I just read, that his, his ways are not our ways. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And then it goes right into this, these two verses about his word. Amen. His word is going to go forth out of his mouth. It shall not return void. Amen. That means it's not going to just fall to the ground and nothing happen. It's going to take place. Amen. It's going to accomplish what he pleases and prosper in the thing he sent it. Amen. So that's why he's got a perfect plan and we just need to trust him. Amen. Hallelujah. Romans eleven thirty three. 33, oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways are past finding out. So instead of trying to figure God out, because we'll never figure him out, we just need to trust him and he'll show us more as we go down the road. Amen. Uh, the more we grow in him, the more mature we get in him. Amen. The more experience we get. Uh, amen. He reveals things. Uh, amen. Unto those uh, that trust him and those that serve him and those that can stay humble after being used by him. He'll reveal things to us. Praise God. Amen. Psalms 1830. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all that trust in him. His way is perfect. His word is proven. And he's a shield to them that trust in him. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. That's the verse right there. His way is perfect. His word is proven, which means it's settled. It's good. Amen. And he's a shield to all that trust him. Would you stand with me? And Proverbs chapter 3, we open this today. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Amen. Praise God. Our own understanding gets in the way sometimes. Our own understanding hinders us sometimes. Amen. Until we can try to get our arms around it and our mind around something, we don't want to do it. Amen. I know sometimes that's the way I am and just just things in, in, in life. When I'm taking a project on or trying to figure out how to do something, i got to understand how that thing works before I, I feel good about uh, going uh, tackling it or whatever. But we can't have that approach with God. Amen. Because we're not always going to understand the whole picture. Right off the bat, especially, we got to trust Him. Amen. I look back and He's never let me down. I look back and He's always been good to me. I look back and any failure in my life has been because of me. Amen. And not because of Him. And so because of the 
the track record that he has in my life because of how he has been with me, amen. I should not, uh, amen, question his ways. I should not question, amen, why he wants me to do this. I should just try, amen. And I know we question, and there's nothing wrong with it, amen, but we don't want to question to the place where we don't go, amen, where we don't, uh, amen, say, here am I, Lord, send me, here am I. I'll, I'll answer that call. I'll go where you want. I'm not sure what that door has on the other side, but you want me to go through it, you're going to help me. Amen. His ways are perfect. Amen. And when I understand that I acknowledge him, that I, I trust him in all of my ways, he shall direct my paths. And so it's a win-win situation. Amen. When I understand that his ways are perfect and I acknowledge him in all my ways, Everything's going to be okay. He's going to direct my path. And my path is not going to go where grace will not be. My path's not going to go where mercy will not find me. My path will not go where God's love will be absent. My path will go where God will be. Even if it seems like it's not going good, it'll end up being good because all things work together for good. Amen. Let's pray. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.